The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Match. A roundtable of Cowboys insiders. Dropping wisdom. And offering sizzling takes. On the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. Media Mash on a Tuesday and a whole lot of work to get to. Let's ride. Patrick Walker, DallasCowboys.com. John Machota of The Athletic. I'm merely Nui Scruggs. So, should we start with John's night? John had a very you gotta start with John. interesting night. Glad, you know what, John, I'm glad you had the night you did along with fellow media members because I didn't have that night, and I didn't want to have that I night. I did, same. I did not want to have same. that night. That but I enjoyed had. watching John have it. Exactly. I was living through you, baby. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., Decides to go to the Mavericks game, and um, yeah, man, you know, I mean, William and Kate didn't get treated this so well when they went up to Boston for their appearance here. So uh, the crowd was into it. You guys were there following him. He kind of, he, he, I thought he enjoyed the whole chase of of, of people wanting to talk to him and see what he was going to do. Yeah, there's no question about that. I mean, that's him, his, his personality, I feel like he, he enjoys that. Um, I'll say this, Patrick, though, it reminded me of training camp where you can just mm. take videos of just right. about anything. And right. like, because during the season, I don't think fans realize, like, I'll post pictures and stuff. Fans will be like, oh, I want to see the video. Believe me, if we could take video, I would show you the video. So I was, you know, getting video, whatever. If Odell's talking to Mark Cuban, <laughs> if Odell's walking over, <laughs> right. you know, All whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm posting video. They're going to put him on the big no, screen. No, 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 yeah, no, no, every, no, no, no. everyone's chanting uh, OBJ, you know, uh, uh, sitting there. I mean, I'll take some video of, you know, Luca and stuff. So no, it was, it was fun. And honestly, I like, I like, a lot of the guys that you're talking about, you know, Clarence is out there, Calvin. I mean, it's just, you know, it's kind of like a, a you know, a fraternity, if you will. Paparazzi. Uh, yeah. You guys just turn into paparazzi. I think they turn into paparazzi. The best, the best is us not telling any. What any, do you think? Yeah. Hey. Did you have a good time? Well, no, I wasn't really doing a lot of that. That was, that was, that was, oh, no, that was Calvin. We, 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 and we, we used Calvin. the voice. No, no, voices. we used Calvin last but, night. And I, I, I ain't going to lie. There's some Clarence in there as well. I, I, but I, I got on Calvin the most. I was like, Really, this is what you've turned into. This is what you've turned into. She was in there getting his I mean, uh, TMZ, DFW Q, TMZ. <laughs> there, there's a little bit of a part of it that I enjoyed it from the fact of, all right, well, if he doesn't say anything, I don't have anything I have to write right away. Right. So I can also kind of enjoy this pretty good seat to watch Luka Doncic and Devin up, Booker, right. you know? And I'm like, I'm like, this is pretty cool. It's not a bad uh, gig. So. Um, there's just no doubt that he loves the attention. That's why this. That's why the Cowboys are the perfect fit, fit for him because of he's just he's very good at marketing. He's very good at playing the, you know these things up. And I think the biggest thing is that he doesn't mind it. Like a Jerry Jones, right. you know, there are plenty of times after games, and there have been some on the road, but definitely not at, at home where there's ways that Jerry can leave without running into us, you know. Right. But. Uh, Odell and I just think Odell and Jerry are like the perfect fit for each other. The issue you get into, though, and as I'm sure you guys have been talking about plenty uh, on your different platforms, is just the fact of he's not working out for anybody. Mm-hmm. And then the other one for me is everything I just said about liking the spotlight and all of that and enjoying everything the Cowboys have to offer, much like someone who was sitting on the other side of the court from him, Des Bryant. Um, I just it makes me look back at how come he's not posting more videos of himself working out. You know, that's usually what players will do when they're getting close coming back from an injury. And so you have that part of it and then the fact that he's not working out for teams and then all of a sudden you're just sitting there like 
this isn't September anymore. Right. You know, I mean, your, your time is running out. And then obviously the report's coming out today that he wouldn't, he, he's potentially won't be ready until January. Then you get into this point where Mike McCarthy wants the team to be playing at its best at the end of December. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to throw in this huge piece to the mix. Right. Uh, they're just, I don't know. It's it, the, the picture is a lot clearer now. We have more answers to the test. Um, but but there's, I don't know. I'm just, I can see where, where both sides are coming from. I just think now more than ever, I feel like there's a really good chance that he doesn't even play. It, it's There's so many layers to this. You peel one back, and then there's two more layers waiting for you to kind of decipher. Because on one note, and I said this on Talking Cowboys this morning, um, when I I floated the idea of signing Odell Beckham Jr. and putting him on IR, um, because after this uh, Texans game, you got four games left. IR, you're you know you you're set down for four games, okay, and then at that point, approaching game four, you reevaluate your situation not only with Odell's health, is he ready for the playoffs, but also where is this team on James Washington at that point, which helps you make the decision in one capacity or another. Also, in doing so, you put yourself in a position where if this is a multi-year deal, which at this point it has to be, right, uh, you remove the chance of you having to revisit this and battle again with the Bills, the Giants, and then the Rams are going to reinsert themselves into the conversation in the offseason for the services of what at that point will presumably be a 100% healthy Odell Beckham Jr., which then will cost you more money at that point. So you could lock them down now, and worst-case scenario, you give them you know, the veteran minimum incentive-laden deal, and maybe you get them back for the playoffs. And hopefully you can chase down the Eagles. You get a bye week, uh, which helps your case. And you don't have an early exit in the playoffs. So it's a lot of actually, ifs there, though, right, you know? So it's a whole lot of yes. ifs. That's why I said you peel back one layer, it's two more layers yeah. waiting. Or, and there's the aspect of injury, right? What if you don't sign them and knock on wood, I'm not going to say names because I don't want to jinx anyone, but player X or player Y, your receiver core gets injured. Now you and, and at that point, what if Odell is ready physically, but he's not on the team now? Uh, it's so much to, to decipher and kind of siphon through. And that's why this meeting is not a day, not a one day meeting. That's why they're still up there, still upstairs talking. Well, the key, day two. A key person in all this is Jerry Jones. Yeah. If there isn't Jerry Jones, I'd say the Cowboys aren't, aren't signing oh, no, him. They're I'd, moving I'd on. Say he's out. But because, I'd say he's out. because Jerry Jones is part of the equation and yeah. how much he wants this to work. You know, he really wants this player. <coughs> he wants this to work. He wants, he wants to have the Cowboys have ultimate success with Odell being on the team and all of the spotlight that comes with that as well. But at, at at some point you got to sit there and, and look at it, and 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 that's probably what he's going to have to bargain so, with. It might have to make a really yeah, tough you, decision. You might lose Noah Brown next year. Free agency is free agency. You don't know. You still don't know just yet what you're going to get from Jalen Tolbert. So maybe this is more of a later than a now, with the possibility of it also being a little bit of the now. And then you structure the the contract based upon those. Is this news? In some ways, I mean, because it's been it's leaked out here. So obviously, and, and, and look, you talk about having sources. Nobody's had better sources, you know, around here than, than Ed Werder the past 25 years. I mean, Ed, Ed, Ed's pretty good at getting cowboy information. This is something to drive down the price or something to get you closer to maybe where you want it to be if you're the Cowboys. I mean, people just, you know, stuff like this gets out there for a reason here. Could that be the issue? That, hey, look, we want you. We need you this way. That maybe it drives down the price. Do you think it drives down the price, Kevin? I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm so conflicted with all of this now, based on how we've gotten to you this just point. Over. <laughs> In essence, yes, but 
I mean, it could only benefit the Cowboys in terms of what their price and what they're looking for to have it out on the table that, look, we have real concerns about your ability to help us right now. So with that being said, how badly do you want to be here and do you want to be here at the price that we feel like, based on what your situation is, we'll go ahead and take on? If not, then you can go take your chances with Buffalo or with the Giants and see if they're willing to overpay to get you there and knowing that you may not necessarily be playing for them either. So... I think at this point, it's about what does Odell want to do relative to his health and what he thinks he can be either at the end of this season and into the playoffs or if he just wants to sit around and wait for 2023 and take his chances there. To answer your question, if that scenario is what is going on, so that would be on the Cowboys side, Mm -hmm. here's Odell's side. If you think that's what's going on, work out. Work out. Facts. That's all you have to do. Work out. Work out for them, work out for the Bills, yeah, Giants, whatever, and it, and, and it will end all of that because then you'll put out there, hey, this is what I can do, and you can drive your price right back up. But if you're not working out and you're not confident, I mean, let's be honest, today, Jerry Jones' most telling in, uh, answer today was when he didn't mm-hmm. really I'm answer right away about where he doesn't really know. Which, I asked him after the game uh, a week and a half ago about, do you know if he can contribute right now, if he can play right now? And he's like, well, that's what we're going to kind of figure, figure mm-hmm. out. So if he feels that way, well, then he can work out and it will – it will put all that stuff to rest. But I think that there's a part of you when you're coming back from stuff like that, you might not want to work out because that might show more of the fact that you aren't ready. Better to leave, you know, better to not move and leave someone in doubt right. than to move wrong and prove them right, right? So oh, look, there, there's no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt. This is a ga- great game of chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a great game of chicken. With millions of dollars but, on the between line. Between two really <laughs> big personalities. Yes. Right. Yes. The, thing, the funny thing is, is prior to Odell going on his tour with these three teams, his leverage was through the roof. Mm -hmm. And the Cowboys were kind of at the mercy of that, not entirely, not as much as, say, the Giants, for example, with the loss of Wondell Robinson, whatever, because you're talking about a Cowboys team that's averaging, you know, it's first in in points per game since Dak returned, and then you talk about a Buffalo Bills team that they don't need Odell, but they want Odell, but the Giants need Odell. So it wasn't 100% leverage to Odell, but you go to the Bills and you don't work out. You go to the Giants and you don't work out. You come to the Cowboys and you won't work out. And now all three of these teams have your medicals. And now all of the doubt has been removed on what your knee looks like. So all three of these teams know, which means now the conversation has to be kind of a come to Jesus moment for Odell to say, okay, look, look, look. I It goes from I know my value and I know what I, you know, what I know you want me to be right now. But now we're having this conversation and you got medicals and my MRIs and my x-rays and I can't use the other teams, you know, to kind of leverage against. Now it's kind of like, okay, listen, let's 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 talk turkey. (laughs) Let's let's talk turkey. It might not be a couple weeks from now like you had thought, but, you know, maybe still December, but definitely 2023. See, that that's a conversation that goes from, you know, the reported want of 20 mil down to uh, are we talking more like. Eight, seven, ten, <laughs> lots of incentives. So the conversation is completely different now when you're talking about the money. You're, you know, when Ed Werder tweeted out, hey, may not be available till mid-January. Well, we got to understand, we say available. Okay, does that mean... Got to ramp up still. Right. Has he been practicing come mid-January? Is this the first time he's going to play? I mean, there's a whole lot of unknown. Mm-hmm. 
And what have we seen from Michael Gallup the last three weeks? It's taken a minute to get there. Mm-hmm. Even when he was supposed to play well, I needed one more week in my mind to get myself there. Uh, Jamar Chase, he was dealing with a hip, which is different than the ACL, but Stephen, he still took one more week. It's like, in my mind, I got to get myself here. Right. Yeah, and which is fine. Chris yeah. Godwin is still yeah. getting back to form. Yeah. You're playing against the Colts last Sunday, and you're trying to work them in the offense, or this Sunday against the Texans. I'll, even say, thing, I'll, yeah. Yeah, I'll even say right. week 18 against Washington. You're That's trying to work thing, them yeah. in. You're going to start doing that in, in a playoff game where you're trying to like maybe force some passes over there to try and get him going. Mm-hmm. I, I just I don't like that idea at all, and I can promise you, more importantly than anything I have to say, Mike McCarthy will not like that idea. Mm. And, and so that's my – I know we've all talked about it before um, – you know, my hesitancy about this whole Odell Beckham Jr. deal has all been about the contract. But now, even just hearing this more, mid-January, I don't know if I can get in on that. Right, because you even mentioned, you say, how it drives down the price. But yeah, what if even that's too much? Because what if that's what fair. if you don't get anything from that's him even fair. next year? What if what if the knee isn't all the way back? Now these are a lot of ifs. He's thirty years old. It's not like he's forty, and it's not like he, I mean he's a yeah. freak athlete. He, I'm 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 sh- I'm pretty confident he's going to come back from this. But what if he doesn't? There is that what if when you are still tying up money that you know that it's going to be tight with C.D. Lamb and Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons down the road, and you want to do anything to jeopardize that. So even if the number has come down, it still can get to a point where even that's too much. Yeah. You can't. Maybe you give him the money. I mean, there's ways to finesse this because if Noah Brown does indeed walk, then the monies that you would have provided Noah Brown, then that basically slides over cap-wise to the 2023 version of Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, And then, of course, uh, it's a league of attrition, so you're going to have some contracts that either expire going into the offseason and or get clipped going into the offseason. And then you combine that with the fact that the salary cap is, in fact, going to go up uh, quite a bit next year. So, I mean, you you have ways that you can finesse it is what I'm saying. And and I I do – the what-if is 100% valid. It's a huge what if, second torn ACL, and in this repair of that particular ACL, it was discovered that the first repair needed repair, mm-hmm. right? So you have some red flags there, but to your point as well, he's 30, money on the table, I believe you'll get a, a prime or close to an Odell in 2023. The conversation is, are you willing to eat money in 2022 in order to have him on your roster mm-hmm. for 2023? I think that's the conversation, and once you have the answer to that, that's the answer for if he's going to be here or not. But everything so far yep. doesn't look good. No, it no. Does. And, it does. And it if does. it's if it's it's a good thing they don't need him right now. Right. If it's not the name, then you're probably saying, ah, we're good. But people oh, are enticed absolutely. Yeah. by this name. Not even just the name. And, I'll be honest with you. It comes down to what he did last year. Yeah, it's for the recent Rams. production. What was? Yeah. It's you can production. you can come in there and literally be yeah. the guy that if the, if the knee injury doesn't happen, you're getting not only helping the team win the Super Bowl, you're getting Super Bowl MVP. You know that's a that's a Rams team. Let's not act like he stepped in and, and this is helping the right. Patriots it's, it's extend their dynasty. <laughs> right. This is taking the Rams to winning a Super Bowl, and he got put in. Their, their lineup in the middle of a season, so you can kind of see where you're and like. And Von Miller helped too, so I mean, it was, well, yeah. of course. Yeah. But I'm just saying that, like, because of still, that, you still feel away about that one, don't you? I do. I know it, I sh- and I should. <laughs> <laughs> and I, should. I caught the jab on that. Aaron Donald said so. <laughs> I caught the jab on that. Look, what was that? That's the beauty of what we do. These shows, we we spend more time talking about what was and what will be. My big issue right now with what will be is it's too many unknowns. And you can't afford, if you're Stephen Jones, who loves to you know work around and deal with the cap all the time, you can't make a miss. If you end up giving this young man a contract of significant dollars and you miss, it's going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Because there's too many other people they got to figure out, how do we bring him back? How do we sign him? And who they may need to bring in. 
It's so, just funny how they pick and choose who they decide to do this with. I mean, they signed Michael Gow to a multi-year deal over what over twelve million dollars four months after his torn ACL. Like, it's just amazing which players yeah, they decide well, to choose. Fine, but, but, let's like, be honest. But, really, but half a decade younger. And like I get the yeah one yeah. Oh, but I'll even yeah. go further than that. <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I don't mean to pull back the curtain too much on all of our jobs, but we don't know everything. You know, we don't know everything <laughs> about what's going on. I mean, I mean, honestly, we talk on these shows and we write like we're we're like we know everything that like Will McClay knows and Jerry knows and Stephen knows. Yeah. We don't know about we anything don't. that's ha- that all the, the, the little things that happen off the field, uh, things that happen in the locker room that we don't hear about. Let's be honest, we can use Sunday's game for example. Literally 31 other teams. There's no way anybody would have found out about disciplinary reasons with Ezekiel Elliott. None. Nobody on the team would have talked about it. The coach wouldn't have talked about it. And even if an owner did talk over the game, would not have shared that the way that that was shared. It would have just been like, no, we're just trying to, you know, they're trying to work in Tony. It's just different, you know. So that's the only thing I say on that stuff is that they're they're going to know a lot more behind the scenes than we know because we do that all the time with free agents in the offseason. Like, sign this free agent, sign this free agent, and you have to find out. No, they can't play anymore. But they knew Gallup. You know that that's yeah. the, the, the thing about all of it. Yes, he got hurt, but they knew him. They and he, he was their guy. His rehab was their responsibility. And yeah. there was a, there was also the want to make a match. He wanted to stay here. They wanted him to be here. So I guess my point is, if you want to do the same with Odell, and you want to make the match with Odell, then you'll make you'll take the risk to do it with all the things that you have to be considered. You'll take that risk if you if you really want to do it. Structure it to minimize your risk as much as possible. Exactly. But just know that it's impossible for there to be no risk in this situation. There's risk and there's being risky. So there's always that. There's that. There's that extent. And so that's where I am. uh, Do you think knowing Jerry and being around Jerry as long as you have much longer than us, do you think there's a part of him that is kind of wanting to make up? Some type of move like that, just because he hasn't really done anything like that recently. Like there's just an itch he has to scratch. Eighty years old, <laughs> and feeling like okay, I sit here and look at the landscape: Philadelphia, San Francisco, Minnesota, Tampa Bay. I'll take my chances with this squad, so I can see him really wanting to do this, and and hoping, you know, he's been in the oil business, hoping that this this gusher, right? Maybe it's just a, maybe right. I only get a couple little yeah. gushes out of this yeah, yeah. Odell, but gives me enough gush, yeah, right. that gets me where I want to go. You know, yeah, he'll do that. The, the guy, the same guy who brought in Charles Haley, the same guy that brought in Deion Sanders, that guy still exists and wants one more shot at it because, you know, the, looking at just the fact that they got more free agents available, you don't know. You don't know. So I do think he really wants it. But at the same time, I think you also got to be somewhat smart about, it. OK, what am I going to get? And if these medicals are, are a concern the way Ed Werder and other people are reporting, then, yeah, it's something to think about or at least drives the price down. So it's going to be fun to, uh, to, to, to think about and, and see where it goes. Let's talk about the current roster next. Take a break here. Um, Kelvin Joseph. Yeah, let's dive into that. <laughs> Cowboys have lost their... They've lost their starting nickelback, Jordan Lewis. You've lost mm-hmm. your starting cornerback and Anthony Brown, and that means Kelvin, Kelvin Joseph's going to get opportunity to play. Yeah. Discussion on the media match next right here. <laughs> <laughs> Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 
5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling. United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Here we are in the Media Mash right here from the star in Frisco at the SWBC Podcast Studios. Patrick Walker, DallasCowboys.com, Kevin Gray, 105.3 The Fan, mm-hmm. and John Mishota of The Athletic. Baker Mayfield has been claimed by the Los Angeles Rams. Good luck. Good luck running for your life. <laughs> that's all you got for him, huh? Hey, man, it's a bad, that's a bad offensive line. It's a bad mm-hmm. team. Um, you know, they're Super Bowl champions, and, and, you know, congratulations for them for going all in and getting themselves a championship. But I don't know if we have ever seen a run as bad as this with the returning coach. I mean, the Giants fell oh, apart yeah. after Bill Parcells in Super Bowl twenty five, but that's because Ray Hadley took over. Um yeah, this has been a bad. This has been a bad run, man. Super McVay Bowl probably should have went. You know what? Uh, McVay probably should take that Amazon job. But injuries tore him up this season. But, but yeah, he, I know he, Aaron he did. Thinking what are you that? trying to say? Like maybe like a TV job gives you a quicker path to being a head coach again somewhere else. Deshaun oh, Payton, possibly. Deshaun, Deshaun Payton method, <laughs> possibly. Oh no, Sean's starting to get a little more comfortable. It looks like on television, he might want to. Hey, look, Sean yeah, keep making that free oh, money. Oh, 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 keep making oh that. you guys are talking about. Oh, Subterfuge. I'm sorry, you're talking about people with previous coaching. I was just people that don't have <laughs> oh, any coaching. Oh, 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 oh okay. Line. You got something you okay. want to say, John? You guys, you got something you want to say, okay. man? Just different world. <laughs> he different just world. Said it. He just said it. Jason Garrett could be back in the mix. You know, where do you think that would be? Let's ride. Where the guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, what? man. The if, team who's the guy you just. If, oh, if, if the boy. Walton family so fell for the Jason Garrett mantra, oh, you know, boy. fight and all that kind of stuff, I'd be very interested. But um, look, the Broncos had talked about Dan Quinn. Jason Garrett linking up with your guy. Let's ride. That wow. Funny. I mean, you talk about the two cliche ish guys. Oh They're just fighting. <laughs> fighting each other. Both running a campaign of positivity and fight. And, okay. Oh. I'm in. Oh. I want to see that. Is that what you want to see? You want that now? Oh, man. No, no. All the slogans and stuff between those two dudes together. Now, Beaver, you can make cliche city. Cliche city. Subway sandwich, 17 inch. Like, yeah, it works. 
<laughs> where are the Waltons from? Arkansas. Okay, where Jason used to coach for a guy that's from? I mean, look, Jerry said it's a who-you-know business, and, mm-hmm. and he can make a phone call and help him out. But um, And they, clearly, they need offense. They need, I'm, I'm just telling you, and I said it before. Jason might end up in it. Jason Garrett would do a good job Oof. on NBC, oh, and he boy. has. He, he's, he's good on TV. And people always seem to get thing. sucked into people on TV. They do it. Remember Rick Carlisle ended up getting fired. Detroit goes to the booth. Bam. Next thing you know, he's head coach for Dallas Mavericks. Avery Johnson. I mean, this is what people do. Remember John Makovic, man. The guy ended badly at Texas, gets up in the booth. Next thing you know, Arizona hires. I mean, just it's what people do. All of do. these people combined have had way more success than Matt Millen. Hey, look, man. That will always be my number one that I go to. From the, You want to talk about TV? Movie? That is Exhibit A. I mean, that's... <laughs> Let me tell you, man. You know, John Lish done pretty Matt, good. He's Matt, done pretty good. You know, Matt Millen sold on I was, I was sold on Matt <laughs> From Millen. From Booth to General Manager. A lot of teams were. Yeah. I was sold. Yeah. He was like the hot man. name in that offseason. I, I, you know what? I, I, and... But you, you know, I'm bringing it up because to your point, that's why. Because he was so good on TV. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I mean, a bull. You know, he's like, he's like John Madden Jr. Right. on TV. That's, <laughs> right. where they, that's where they were building him up as. He, like, he was going to be the John Madden replacement. Matt Millen was really, really good. And maybe he would have been if he would have went to, like, a good organization, you know? If he doesn't go to the Lions, maybe he does have success for the better place. I, you know, but that then they made him, like, president, you know? So that, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, really running stuff. Yeah, yeah, he was like, yeah. man, I'm an HR me. What does HR do? You know, all this stuff. He <laughs> well, was, hey, he was same thing with him. Like, I make the joke about Jeff Saturday. If I'm those people and I'm doing the exact same Oh, you want me to do that? I get all that power? Yeah, okay. If it doesn't work out, okay, yeah. Ma- <laughs> yeah it hurts my reputation, say, but I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to still get a chance to do it. I wouldn't turn it down no either, either, but you're right. It, that TV thing, definitely. I mean, you just see it so so many different places. Look at look at Urban Meyer, how bad everything went with the Jaguars. And he, he still got right to go back, back to and he gets Fox. that seat right back. And he will, get some, he will get another coaching college coaching job if he wants dude, it. They I'm, asked this dude about Matt Ryan's shoulder. Did you see his response? No, no, no. Oh, my God. He said, you'd have to ask him. I don't ask players about their injuries. I don't talk to players about their injuries. I don't concern myself with players and their injuries. <sighs> you got you, mm. you got you one there, Ursay. Mm. You got you one there. Okay. Um, mm, mm, mm. There's a group of people <laughs> out there who are very ecstatic and happy every time they see um, one of these losses by Jeff Saturday because they feel like Jim Ursay, the SMU grad, is, is – uh, Make a mockery of the profession, but at the end of the day, it's not. This is not easy, and Jeff Saturday is finding that out. Mm-hmm. And to mm-hmm. see how the Colts mm-hmm. unraveled in the fourth quarter, that was that was that was sad to watch because it's this is not something we see in professional football every day. I mean, where this thing just truly gets away from you like that, and you know we got to pull out the okay heart meter. How many cats in here got some heart? How many people like man? Screw it, give it up. I mean, it, that was embarrassing, man. That was embarrassing. I mean, yeah, I, uh, on Sunday night football, no less. Yeah. America saw <laughs> national TV. It's well, funny. America saw national It's TV. funny because so after the games, I mean, there's especially covering a Cowboys team as you know that Jerry Jones will talk to us for 15, 20 minutes. So between that, you know, uh, Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott at the podium, and then the locker room, especially on a night game like that. By the time you get up to the press mm-hmm. box, you have, you're, I mean, your head's spinning with all this different. I mean, you go down there with one thing you want to write about, and then you have five other things that come in there. Right. You're like, man, I need to include this, or I need to, right. you know, whatever. And so I don't know about with you, but like it's hard for me to like, you know, include a lot of the stuff from the opposing locker room. Right. So I'll skim Same. through, you know, like the notes that night. So anyway, the reason I'm bringing this up, most of the time there's nothing great from the notes from the other team. <laughs> You're right. Paris Campbell, Colts wide receiver after the game. 
I really couldn't even explain what happened. One second, it was 21-19. The next, it, it was 50-whatever-19. It was a blur. It was a blur. Like, I was like, oh, I'll, I will use that. Yes, yes, I did I did read that, that Paris Campbell. Yeah, I did quote, see which, that, yes. Which, which basically goes back to what I said. This doesn't happen in professional football. Mm-hmm. You know, what we, you know, this is just not something we're going to see again, but this is where— they have fallen to as an organization, and Jim Irsay, as the owners, decided to go this route. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, I'll All be the su- coaches in the league are happy, though, that this is happening. Oh, because okay, if so. you got lucky and he has success that way, you know what that right. leads to down the road? Uh-huh. You know how many other people? Yeah. <laughs> Who's the next guy for television right. and go get Whatever it. former so now player. it's the cautionary tale. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it's the cautionary tale now. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. They, they hope to never see this again. So, so you don't think there's any chance he'll be their head coach next year? How, how could you? Well, you couldn't justify it now. So I was going to ask, how could you justify that? Hell, you couldn't justify it now. So it's no telling. Yeah, it's really no telling. Here's that very interesting thing, and 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 I would, if I was a friend of Jim Irsay, I'd say this: If you made Jeff Saturday your head coach, how many quality coaches do you think you could get to come here to work with him? <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be tough for yeah. sure. You know, I, 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 you know, you could get some people to do it. Yeah, but I mean, like, for sure. Know, legitimate, like, hey, yeah, man, I'm rolling with Jeff on this. Um, Probably former coaches that just want to get back in at yeah. one at one spot or another. Or, yeah, just and, or he's gonna hire a bunch of his buddies. Right. <laughs> and I would also say, Jim, that doesn't happen already. Go look at what happened with Urban <laughs> what Meyer. Credibility that is. When, <laughs> when Urban Meyer went to Jacksonville. Yeah, you know there were some issues on that staff that he hired down there. I mean, some point in time, man, you got you got to ask yourself how, how realistic can you get? Look, if I'm Jim Ursay, you call Dan Quinn. But basically, anybody who's got a job open, mm. call Dan Quinn. I mean, oh, he'll be getting a lot of that, calls. That, that, yeah. Dan Quinn, Sean Payton, those are the phone calls you make. Now, Sean Payton and Dan Quinn will probably say no because you don't have a quarterback, but you at least put them on the phone and make make them tell you no. But the Colts. Need some experience, especially after going through this. The people who are coming back next year, get somebody in here who has some experience. Jason Garrett. He has experience. Yes. And it's a run first offense. I mean, who knows? The Colts may clean house. You just don't want them to take Dan Quinn. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a run first offense. Jason has a ton of experience. I would take. I would Someone rather take said. a guy who's been to the Super Bowl, who's coached somebody who's won an MVP. But are you Jason letting Chris Gary Ballard be less expensive? Hire the next head coach there. <laughs> Look, Chris Ballard has done everything to be fired. You That's what I'm saying. Like, go back I think they clean house. I mean, I'm gonna get a little. I'm gonna get a little bored. I'm gonna mark off points I mean, for each side. If John Robinson got fired today, which he did, yeah. by Tennessee. If John Robinson gets fired. How does Chris Ballard stay high? I don't know how he survives. Okay, I mean, as a general manager now, your job is to get the QB. Mm-hmm. You've you've neither done it through free agency nor draft. It's all been a failure. Mm-hmm. I don't know though. How do you know that he had all the say in that? Because I've heard otherwise on some now, of that. Now, now, look, Frank Wright wanted Carson Wentz. Now he he wanted it. Yeah. But at the same time, too, um, as a general manager, you got to figure it out. I give Pete Carroll all sorts of credit. Um, I can't even remember the dude who was in Green Bay that they gave all that money to was the backup guy, but they gave him all that money, and then they still drafted Russell Wilson. Ended up making Russell a guy, Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn, Matt Flynn. Yeah. yes, Matt, LSU's Matt Flynn. Mm-hmm. So boom, he ended up fixing his quarterback issue, and then trades Russ. There's Geno Smith figured it out. I mean, some point your job is to fi- as a general manager figure it out. Oh, I mean, there's no better example for Pete Carroll right now than just. 
Look how Russell Wilson played for me. Look how he's playing now. Look how Geno Smith's played for everybody else. Look how he's playing <laughs> right, for me. I mean, it's right. a pretty good, pretty right. good so, resume. So, so Chris Ballard can say that, but but overall, yeah. man, you know, your job is to figure it out, and that's that's what we're judging people by. And if you don't get it figured out, then you know what? Your chances of sticking around may not last. Just, but you better have somebody. I mean, Ron Rivera screwed up with Carson Wentz all day long. I mean, that was terrible. Just to be completely transparent here, I will say though. From my perspective, when I go to the combine or other things where there are coaches and front office members and things like that, most of them don't care to talk to the media. <laughs> Ballard's great with the media, <laughs> so is Jim Mersey. <laughs> look, it's one. So, so, it's, it is one reason why. Because you can talk to the media and just say some things, or you can like give stuff. Where you're like, oh dang, that's interesting. Like, oh, it's a well thought, right. and both of those guys do. And so because of that, I'm kind of like, but then you see the product, and, the, and then you got to weigh that all in. But that's how you can get sucked in, yeah. You know, as a reporter, mm-hmm. we're like, I don't know, this guy seems like he really. Which is one reason why he's been given grace. Yeah. No. He's, yeah, you're probably right. He's been given grace because he he's a he's a good smaller guy. market. He's a good guy. Yeah. You know, you don't, you know, people don't, Urban Meyer was a bad guy. So people ran him out as quick as they could. Yeah. But, you know, Chris Ballard, nice guy. But at some point in time, how long do you get to be a nice guy and you're not winning? This is a winnable division. Ten years. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but he knew somebody. Remember? I was just answering your question. Yeah, yeah but he knew somebody. Yeah, just, just he knew question. I don't know if Chris Ballard knows Jim Irsay the way that other guy that, did. That's fair. And, hey, man, his daddy. And then his daddy and all that. You know, he, some people don't have that built in. I'm just answering the nice guy question. Yeah, no. Yeah, you, gotta, you, you don't know. get much nicer no. of a guy than Jason Gears. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> but it is. It's not Matt Millen. Don't worry about it. It is it's not Matt Millen. So. I, I, I just looked at what the Colts did and just overall as an organization, it's just bad. There's a whole lot of badness going on there. And Jeff Saturdays, he's not the problem, but he's a part of the problem. But to me, I think if you blew up everything you had um, from Caldwell and and the pre and, and Polian, okay. <coughs> if they could get fired, how did these guys stay higher? Yeah. No, that's true. You know? I don't Without get it. Valid point. All right, take another break. Boss man fat. Yeah, I got to talk about it. You know the vibe. Yes. Oh, everybody <laughs> knows the vibe. Yes. <laughs> We're right back. <laughs> the season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little Sweets! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweets says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. 
When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash. Right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. We've got Patrick Walker, DallasCowboys.com, Kevin Gray, 1053 the fan. Mm-hmm. John Mashota of the Athletic. I'm Newey Scruggs. So um the Cowboys are, are are in a pickle. When you talk about being contenders and having dreams of making it pretty far, your starting corner, Anthony Brown, is now out with an Achilles. Jordan Lewis, your starting slot is out. This means Kelvin Joseph, number one in your program, is now going to see major minutes. And number one. And about to say now number one in your heart. Number one in your heart. He took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) Go ahead and say that, Nui. Get that out of my mouth. I'm at DEFCON five and worried, man. I'm at DEFCON five. Yeah. Yeah, I mean a second round pick. So obviously you thought a lot of him to take him in the second round. So naturally you would be thinking, okay, that was a year ago. This is your time. This is what you take a corner in the second round for is for when this issue comes up where your starters go down, you have to step up. My my biggest concern on the field is that he just doesn't make a lot of plays on the ball. And I'm not saying that Anthony Brown was some interception machine, but and and I know a lot of people will, will torch Anthony Brown when he gives up a big play, but Anthony Brown is without a doubt a better corner than Kelvin Joseph. This is a step down. Now, can he get better with the more reps? That could help, you know, possibly. But this this is a big blow for them. This was a position that really wasn't that deep. And then you you lose Jordan Lewis and then Anthony Brown. I mean, it's not great. It's it's the only position when you break down the Cowboys roster. They have such an embarrassment of riches in in so many other positions. You talk about the defensive line unit, the safety unit, um, and with the you know impending return of Teron Smith, offensive line, which there were depth issues there going into training camp. That's been answered. Tight end room is crazy. Four guys, another guy on practice squad. Linebacker room. Jamal Clark is here. Mm -hmm. is back. I mean, the list goes on and on. Running back room. Malik Davis is doing things as well. But the the cornerback room is just – it was already thin and it's getting thinner. And I think that those that – similar to what people are about to find out with Anthony Brown, um, there was a lot of inaccurate – assessment of what Jordan Lewis's value was to this team outside of this building. People didn't understand exactly what J. Lou did until he went down. Now, thankfully, you got a, a talented rookie in Deron Bland able to step in and, and kind of lessen that blow when you see what Deron is able to do. And obviously, career-high two interceptions against Matt Ryan. Um, but then you lose Anthony Brown, and I say that to say you're about to find out Anthony Brown's value to this team because – Kelvin Joseph might have some very real potential, but until that is realized, it is a pretty sizable step down talent-wise from Anthony Brown and what he can do on a consistent basis to Kelvin Joseph. Now, you know, Kelvin is not going to be the only one vying for that job. you got a former fifth-round pick, Nashawn Wright. He's going to have to vie for that position as well. For my money, unleash the Kendall Sheffield. Unleash Kendall Sheffield from the practice squad. This is a guy, a veteran, who's still fairly young, 
It's a reunion with Dan Quinn. You've had time since signing him in late October to, you know, acclimate him to Dan to the Cowboys version of Dan Quinn's system in this locker room. You brought him in for depth. Now let's see it. Because I'm of the mindset of the last time I saw Kendall Sheffield on a field, on an NFL field, which was with the Falcons, is better than the last time I saw Kelvin Joseph on an NFL field, which was this past Sunday. So Sheffield, I, sh- I believe, should be the front runner, but he won't be because former second-round pick. That's going to get you a lot of cachet as far as being the guy to go first. But I- I'd say keep a really strong eye on Kendall Sheffield. I think that he has the uh, the ability to push past yeah. both of the young guys. I don't know. I want to take my chances with the rookie, <laughs> Deron Bland. I He's mean, already on the field, though. Yeah. I mean— He's on the field from the loss of J. Lou. I think that's what some people are missing when they yeah. say, oh, well, we'll be fine without A.B. Yeah, because and I think he's we better on the inside. I don't think they want to move him. I yeah. think they want to keep and him. And obviously, do you want to move him to the outside to see what you could do with him? I guess that's not no. necessarily something that you want to no, see. You've you seen him doing what he right. doing. Right. Inside. Yeah. Yeah. Tied with Trevon Diggs this season with interceptions. Yeah. No, you don't say, okay, right you're doing great there. Let's, yeah. and, no. This is why we DEFCON 5, baby. This is why you feel the way you feel. I mean, you'll be able to get through these next few games and and you can probably even make it through the rest of the regular season. The concerns where you run into is, if, like, for example, the season ends today. You're going first round. You're going to go to Tampa, and Tom Brady is going to just constantly go after Kelvin yeah. Joseph. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to draw a yeah. circle around him. Right, and so that's where same maybe with Aaron, Sheffield. Same way Aaron Rodgers did in Green Bay right. when A.B. went out with a concussion. So with Sheffield, you know, that's more of a veteran. Maybe that's something that they end up turning to because of that. But, like, like this week, for example, you know, you're a 17-point favorite. Yeah, these you know, are the two games. Today. I mean, this is like if TCU plays Georgia, you know. It's not even going to be close. <sighs> Don't do that. Damn, so you got, wow. you got Tampa Bay. <laughs> I was hoping he was going to bite. You got <laughs> Minnesota. You swerved all listen, the kinds of lanes of traffic to go get TC. I'm goodness. not even going to bite. I'm, Philadelphia. I'm not biting that one. It's true, though. That's what the line was going to be. If they played in the first first game, it was going to be like 15, 16 points. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's true, though. But yeah. <laughs> That's why we play the games, fellas. It is. That's why we play the games. Well, that game won't be played. So They're never going to play each other. We never know. That's how you feel? I mean, I know. Yeah. We never know. know. That's why we play the games, guys. That's why we play. You the hear games. that TCU is bulletin board material for you. To Max go was in the building yesterday. Michigan. Yes. Max, Max got a nice. Max go got go a nice. With, nice round Michigan. of applause. Here, here today, on his way to Baltimore, then on his way to New York. On so his big, way to New York. Big week yeah. for uh, young Max Duggan. Wait, what's Baltimore? Sorry. The Johnny Unitas oh, okay. Award. So he'll, he'll he'll pick that up in Baltimore, then he'll head up to New York for the uh, for the Heisman. So for Kelvin Joseph. Started to look at these receiving cores: Philadelphia, San Francisco, Minnesota, Tampa Bay. You know, these are the kind of receiving cores you're talking about playing in the playoffs. And you're right. Where's number one? And, yeah. And, and oh so, boy. No longer too worried about it from the San Francisco front, but otherwise your point stands. Because Devontae Smith gonna eat him alive. Yeah, I'm Adam, not worried about him Adam versus Thielen. Purdy. Adam right. Thielen gonna eat him alive. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm not worried no, about him versus Purdy, and, but and, but the other teams you you have a and, very good. And, and point. so while you say that. You get a guy like Kyle Shanahan who can scheme up some pretty good plays. Mm. And all of a sudden, hey, man, just get somebody, run a go route. Next thing you know, Kelvin bites on it. You, you try to sit up here and hold. Like you want Kelvin on IUK? And, and next thing Opposite you know. Right, and, and yeah. Mm-mm, that's not what you want. And, and then all you, a flag <laughs> is out here. You got yourself a 30- or 40-yard penalty, and you're in trouble. So no, so all it, takes, all it takes is one play <laughs> in a game like that. That's not what like you want. That. Yeah, one play, that's all you need. One, one mistake. And even Brock Purdy could, you know, do that. 
So unleash the Sheffield. <laughs> and this is not me saying that Sheffield is the definitive answer. I'm saying that he's been here long enough on the practice squad that he should have he should be at a point that we should see him on the field to see if he's the answer. Show me. Oh, I think that's going to eventually yeah. happen. Show me. Show me. So I'm at DEFCON 5, and maybe. Hey, maybe real quick, on the, uh, when we were talking earlier about not knowing everything with a player, mm-hmm. I'll give you a perfect example. Like, we'll sit there in the offseason, we'll be you know, trying to connect the dots on guys. Like, why wouldn't they be interested in them? You know who's a free agent right now out there is Kevin King. That was with the Packers. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. Mike McCarthy liked him enough, but he's <laughs> out there, and there's no talking. But like, it's just one of those things that you see him. You're like, oh, hey, what about him? There's obviously a reason right. that nobody is is signing that player. You know, that, that there's just stuff that that we don't know as much as what they're going to know in, in the scouting department and the coaching staff. Because that, to me, would seem like a perfect. He's, they want long corners. He's a tall. He's a tall corner. They obviously thought enough of him. Uh, take him high in the draft when he was in Green Bay, and he's see a free the lasting agent, image but. I have of Kevin King is Tom Brady. <laughs> In the NFC title game, and, and Kevin who we're talking about the Cowboys <laughs> might have to go face. Oh, and, I'm sure, and, and those, those memories could look pretty similar just against a different player if that's mm. what it comes down to. Right. Yes. Fun Very medium true. ash, appreciate it. Patrick Walcott, Kevin Gray, mm-hmm. John showed up. I knew he's crazy. We'll do it tomorrow, at 3 p.m. Central Time, right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about-